The Z-Ball podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball podcast on a late Monday night in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, the NBA playoffs first round, we're about halfway through and uh, getting into all the NBA action and to discuss a little bit of uh, NFL free agency, NFL draft on the line from an undisclosed location in Los Angeles, California. Akshay, what up Akshay, how's it going? What's up bro? Ah, it's going pretty well, man, and I'm uh, just uh, excited for the playoffs, and all the stuff going on, bro, and uh, I don't know about this undeclosed uh, location in Los Angeles, I'm not in hiding or anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Pasadena, bro. I represent. That's right. Okay, Pasadena 626. <laughs> all right, uh, well, it's been about two months since I, I think we've talked since you've been on, uh, so a lot of stuff has happened NBA-wise. Uh so before we get into some of the series, uh, obviously right. you're a big Celtics fan, so kind of just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, year one of the Kyrie-Gordon uh, Hayward experiment. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on the season, and obviously what were your thoughts when you heard the news of Kyrie going down for the whole season? You know, bro, I mean, it's like the whole... Before any of this happened, the Hayward signing... Kyrie trade, a lot of optimism, you know. Um, I mean, coming from me and coming from um, a lot of Celtics fans who I know, we were optimistic about the season. It definitely, um, we're thinking like it definitely had be a finals, you know. If they, but unfortunately, health is an issue, you know. I mean, uh, Gordon Hayward got injured for the game against the Cavs, you know, and then Kyrie was, was playing with the. Um, with his ankle uh, not uh, 100%, his knee, uh, it's now, now he's out for the season where they, where they were, uh, did the surgery to take out the, uh, um, uh, I forget what those are called, that he had in his knee, uh, but then now he's out, you know, but, uh, you know, but, but there's always a bright side to all this, you know, the, the way I see it is that, but young guys, so they got a, a lot of experience, you know, Jason Tatum, being yet rookie year, he's only 20 years old. Uh, Jim Brown, he was his, um, his second year in the league. You know, and he's what, what? And these guys are playing, you know, I mean, think about it. Uh, yesterday's game, uh, Jim Brown, 34 points. Um, Tatum, 21 points. And especially Tatum, this is his first time in the playoffs. You know, and he, he's hitting up 21 points already. You know, I mean, it, I think it's good. You know, it's a good sign for the future. You know, depending on that, bro, I mean, we'll have to see what happens. You know, I mean, they're still in the, in the game right now. Uh, they're down two. I mean, they're tied two to two. Um, next year, tomorrow, we got to see what happens, you know. But I, I think things are looking good, you know. Like, next year, when, when they come back, you have Kyrie, you could have Hayward, you could have two of these guys if something else does not happen, which I think there's a huge possibility that I think each is going to try to do because um, 
I mean, this might be something later on we can talk about, but just to get uh, a little bit uh, into it is I think Ainge is going to, he has to, uh, he has to either sign Mark Martin or Tony Rozier. He can't uh, afford both because Rozier is going to, um, he's in his last year. Uh, I think next year is his last year, his option year. So it's, uh, he wants to be a starter. He wants more minutes, but if, he's, if Kyrie is there, that's not going to happen. You know, so I I could definitely see him trading um, Rozier in the draft or um, to move up higher in the draft or trading Rozier and the next year's pick, um, the Sacramento pick, which is which is a poor pick, um, plus Rozier for someone else. You know, and what's the, what are the, uh, the Celtics lack? They lack a, uh, an inside presence, you know, like a strong person that can block shots and We'll see what happens, bro. You know, we see what happens to offseason, but it's going to be exciting. That's for sure. Okay, and just getting back to the Kyrie thing. Uh, so, kind of before uh, LeBron made his way back to Cleveland in 2014, uh, Kyrie was kind of an injury-prone player, uh, missed quite a few games, and then uh, during LeBron's stay with the when they played together for three seasons, uh, he was pretty durable uh, regular season-wise. Obviously, he missed that. Uh, he was he played through the 2015 playoffs injured and then uh broke his left kneecap in that 2015 finals the injury that uh caused this recent surgery for him and then uh he's kind of had the getting getting the label now as a kind of an injury prone player uh do you think it's kind of has something to do with not playing with alongside lebron i mean being the number one option it's more wear and tear uh defenses are more honed in on you, uh, defenses uh, are more physical with you, you take more more, uh, more of a beating. So do you think that kind of maybe had something to do with uh, Kyrie sustaining uh, this type of injury and ultimately getting this type of surgery and that knee ultimately? It could have been. Okay. It definitely could have been, bro, you know. I think it definitely could have been. I mean, there's a lot of different things we can uh – we can try to, to look at, but I just think it's, I think it was just wear and tear, you know, I mean, the guy, I mean, this year, uh, I mean, Kyrie was Kyrie, I mean, he led the Celtics, you know, to, to where they are, all those wins, I mean, 54 wins this season again, I mean, that's what, um, I think uh, a game more than they won last year, so it's like, uh, I mean, they, um, he led the team, you know, I mean, granted, Hayward wasn't there, so, take some of the load off and I think that's what it is you know I, I think Kyrie when he got injured or well I think in his, in his days with Cavaliers yeah he was, he was known to be injury prone but I, I think at that time he was sort of uh, this uh, all this thing was sort of inevitable his surgery you know I, I think that in the Cleveland um, the surgery then but it was it postponed it but now it happened you know I mean once the surgery happens it's gonna happen but um but I think he, he's, I think he's going to be a much stronger player. I mean, if you see it as it is, he, he's only walking, and he's not walking on, on crutches. He, he's walking by himself, and he looks normal. I think he's going to be. I think he'll be back. I think in, in a few months he'll be back to good. You know, I think he'll be back to what the normal Kyrie. Right. Right. Okay. 
And then, yeah, getting back to the series right now, uh, it was it's kind of where I expected it would be at this point, uh, four games through. I picked the Boston in seven initially, and I, I still I'm sticking with that pick. So, I mean, where are you at? I mean, you think Boston's still going to pull it out in seven games? It looks like uh, home, home court advantage is definitely playing a big factor in this series so far. Well, I mean, uh, yes, bro, it is. But uh, if you, I don't know if you had a chance to read uh, the news lately, but uh, the NBA just made, um, it just said they, uh, uh, they messed up in the, uh, um, they messed up in, in, in the last few minutes of the game. And Jalen Brown did get fouled on that play that he had the ball and the Celtics were up by a point. And he was going 20 seconds left and he was easy going to score uh, to put them up by like three. And then uh, he was fouled, but, but the refs didn't call it. The NBA uh, sort of blew that <laughs> call and they're now that, oh, yeah, we did blew the call. You know, and then, uh, I mean, in retrospect, it's already done with, but... Uh, you know, I, I think I still go with my Celtics in uh, in six, bro. You know, because uh, I think the Celtics are um, they're the better team, but I just I just think that they make too many mistakes. If they can control those mistakes, I think they can easily have won the series by now. And unfortunately, when you're playing with like, bro, you know, you're you're playing with like Tatum and Brown, and then uh, it's like the rookies are going to make mistakes. First year players are going to make mistakes. It just takes time, you know. But the thing is, uh, I mean, there's a, a positive to all this. It's like because they're learning. And then uh, for the game tomorrow, Marcus Smart is questionable. I mean, they they had him coming back in uh, for the game on Thursday, but now it's saying for tomorrow's game, well, you put him back up uh, as a backup point guard. You take Larkin out. That's the whole different ball game. You know, because the the Bucks were taking advantage of Larkin because of his height. Now he's not that advantage. If you put in smart, it's a whole new ball game. You know, and actually Spark made a lot better defense. But I don't see these guys uh, when Smart comes in. I don't. I don't see them doing the, the. I don't think they are capable of the same thing. You know, that's why I have to go with the, the Celtics. I'm going to stick with the Celtics. Okay, fair enough. We'll both take the Celtics there, and then. Uh, the 1-8 matchup in the East tied 2-2 currently, uh, Toronto-Washington. Uh, Toronto won the first two games uh, pretty impressively and then uh, kind of faltered the last two games uh, in D.C. Uh, so what do you think with that series? I, I had Toronto initially in six. What do you think uh, ultimately happens in the last uh, two or three games of that se- that series? I'm going to go with uh, a Toronto bro in this one. I, it's uh I think each team held up their home as they should, you know. And, and now it's gonna now it is going back to Toronto. I think Toronto has the edge, you know. I think Toronto is gonna win it in. Uh, I think seven. I think it'll go to seven. Uh, I think Washington's gonna stay tough, and uh, but uh, I think the home court. I think Toronto wins in seven. Okay. Nice. Nice. And then uh, let's see the four or five matchup in the East is uh, Cleveland versus Indiana. Just uh, pretty. Uh, this has probably been the most physical series uh, in the East, or probably just as physical as Philadelphia Miami. And the the games have kind of been low scoring. Uh, 
in this Cleveland Indiana series. Uh, what do you see ultimately with that series? Two uh, two right now. I had the Cavs in six. I think I'll still still pick uh, stick with that pick, even though I I'm not liking what I'm seeing from the Cavs role players. Uh, they're barely pulling out these games, and uh, they have not looked very impressive at all. What do you think? You know, I, I don't recall my initial pick in this. Yeah, I don't know if I picked Cavs. I don't remember. But, you, you know, the way they're two, bro, I have to go with Indiana. I have to go with the Pacers. You know, uh, they're the wall card here. They have the Cleveland on the ropes. Cleveland is barely surviving these games. You know, it's going down to the last, uh, uh, to the last few minutes, and, and this can go any way. You know, so uh, I think it's, uh, I think the Pacers have the advantage. They're younger, you know, they're uh, they're quicker than these guys are. You know, I mean, um, yes, uh, Cleveland has LeBron. I mean, LeBron saved them last night, but how many times is he is he, is he going to save them? You know, can he save them for the next three games? You know, uh, in, uh, so. I don't know, bro. I mean, I have to go with the Pacers here. I think uh, I think the Pacers are. Um, I think they're. I think they're a hot team. I think they they can definitely beat the Cavs. That's what I have. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think just for Cleveland, if they clean some stuff up in the third quarter, uh, from what I've seen, I think they should they should be able to beat Indiana. But I mean, a lot of guys outside of LeBron need to start playing better, including Kevin Love. Uh, Rodney Hood, uh, Jordan Clarkson, J.R. Smith, these guys need to start hitting shots and they need to start playing a lot better than they are initially showing. But one thing that I guess the Cavs have kind of improved on, or I don't know if it's just Indiana's lack of offensive execution, they've played uh, much better defense in the first four games of this playoffs than they were playing in the regular season. So that's, I guess, one plus to look at for Cleveland. Oh, that's true. true. But, yeah, with that being said... uh, you're going with Indiana uh, to pull this one out. I, I'm still going to stick with my pick of Cleveland and six. I think they win the next two games. All right. And then with that, uh, we'll, uh, there's one series left in the East, a 3-6 matchup. Uh, currently, the Philadelphia 76ers have a stranglehold on that matchup, 3-1, as they just won games three and four in Miami. And I was actually in uh, attendance for game four, and that was a game that came down to the wire. And... It was just such a joy to watch uh, those two young guys on Philadelphia, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And something that became apparent to me just watching those guys per- in person live, I mean, Ben Simmons just, uh, I mean, is just so composed at the age of, what, 21, 22, and he can really control the tempo of the game as a big uh, 6'9 point guard. His vision is spectacular. I mean, every time he gets the the rebound and pushes the ball up court, he's always looking up to see if he can get an outlap pass, a bounce pass uh, for a fast break for a teammate. And then Joel Embiid, uh, the Sixers' young uh, center, obviously dealt with injury issues in his first four seasons. Uh, he did not play well in Game 4 offensively, but defensively, I mean, he was just an absolute beast. I mean, uh, Miami could not really get much in the paint uh, going against Embiid, and I think that was really a big problem for Miami. So currently 3-1 in, in this series. I picked the Sixers originally in 7. I thought this would go the distance, but it's not looking that way right now. Uh, what do you think about uh, this series so far, and uh, do you think the Sixers close it out Uh tomorrow in Philadelphia? 
know, this news has been fun to watch. You know, I have to admit, I mean, I didn't think in the beginning. I, I sort of thought it was just like, okay, it's another 3-6 series. Yeah, I don't really care about it, you know. But now it, it's a fun series, bro. I have to admit, you know. Miami with the Dwayne Wade's team, you know, he, he's playing like he's, uh, like he did in his, uh, his mid-20s. And you have uh, the Sixers, which have a team with a lot of talent on it. You know, I mean, they're playing really well. I think uh, in this, I have to say, the Sixers close it out at home. You know, I mean, they have to close it out. They can't let the momentum slip. If they let this game go, then, I mean, you know Miami's going to win game. I mean, game six, and then it's going to go It's going to go back to Philly for game seven. But I have to say that um, I think Philly has the momentum right now, you know. Uh, it's 2-2. They just won in Miami. I'm not, it's not 2-2, it's 3-1, um, you know, yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, it's 3-1, so they just won, I mean, they have to close it out. There's no use to buzz, you know, you have to close it out on home court. You have to take advantage of your home court. But I, I can see them closing it out. Okay, and getting back to Miami, uh, yeah, in, reg- in regards to Dwayne Wade, obviously he played well in Game 2 and Game 4. Obviously, Dwayne Wade, my favorite player. Uh, my first time seeing him in, in, in pers- play in person on Saturday afternoon, and uh, he played pretty well in that game, but kind of uh, as much as I like him, as much of a, as a fan I am as, of Dwayne Wade, I think Miami, down the stretch, needs to st- start going away from him. I mean, their offense becomes... Very predictable, just Wade ISOs, Dwayne Wade creating, and guys like Goran Dragic, Josh Richardson, they need to step up in these type of moments and kind of uh, give Miami their offense some variety down the stretch and run some better offensive execution, offensive sets, because if not, I mean, Philadelphia has just been able to hone in and on these type of situations and kind of make the important plays down the stretch like they've been doing in the first four games of the series. But with that being said, I had Philadelphia originally in seven. I think given everything that I've seen, I mean, Philadelphia, just everything, they, they've been making all the right plays in the series. And I think I think they're going to win uh, tomorrow tomorrow night in Philly and close uh, Miami out in five games. So we'll both agree on that one. And then all right. that'll wrap it up, I guess, for the Eastern Conference. Uh, we'll move into the Western Conference. Uh Kind of like I expected, I guess, the, the top two series. Uh, I picked Golden State in five, Houston in five. So uh, what what do you think for both of those series, uh, Houston and Minnesota and then Golden State and San Antonio? Houston just won today by 19 to take a 3-1 lead. What do you think? I think Houston is going to take the series, bro. Uh, I don't think Minnesota has a talent to even keep up with them. I mean, yes, they won one game. Uh, but I think Houston just has too much talent, you know, and uh, I don't think they can stop. Uh, I don't think uh, in Minnesota can stop Houston. I have to go with Houston in that series. I don't remember what my my first pick was, but I believe I picked the Houston Rockets over them. Golden State and the Spurs. I picked Golden State, but uh, you know what? Golden State's third bro. You know, I mean, now I'm saying that Steph Curry might not even come back next series. It could be later on. Um, if a team like uh, let's say uh, I don't know who's in their in their bracket up next. Yeah, we'll get into that in a bit. We'll, we'll get into that in a bit. That's something I really want to discuss with you as well. All right, nice, nice. But I think if they end up playing a hot team, 
in the next series, they can definitely. I don't. Uh, I don't think. Actually, I think it's, it's going to be extremely hard for them to win. You know, because they're uh, because they need Steph Curry. You know, they need him. They need him. You know, I mean, um, it, it's not the same team anymore, bro. Uh, I just think they're uh, they're uh, a different team this year. I don't think they're as uh, as strong as they were the last couple of years, and I I definitely think they they are beatable. But then, I mean, in in, in in the series with the Spurs, they're definitely going to take the next game um, in Golden State. And I think they're going to close it out. Yeah, I mean, the Spurs are hurting, bro. I mean, I had to say, they don't they don't have... Uh, I mean, uh, they have Aldridge. They have uh, other role players. And I, I think uh, for them to even... Uh, to beat Golden State in Golden State, they too, they, their role players have to come up big. You know, each of them have to get at least a double-digit point. And Leonard could have to get a good 20, 25 points. Uh, Leonard's yeah, out, so... Them, the, 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 I mean, Leonard. I mean, I'm sorry, not Leonard. I mean, Aldridge. Has okay. to get at least a good 25, 30 points. You know, I mean, there's no other way. So uh, I, I can definitely see the Warriors moving on. Okay, yeah, I mean, I had... a. Golden State and Houston in five in those series, and I'm I see no other reason uh, to not stick with those picks. Uh, so I'm going to stick with those picks of Houston in five over Minnesota and uh, Golden State in five over San Antonio. But uh, so obviously, sad news out of San Antonio. Uh, Aaron Popovich, uh, Greg Popovich's wife, passed away last week. Uh, rest in peace to her, and uh, good thoughts and prayers go out to Greg Popovich and his entire family through this difficult time. But with that being said, exactly. Exactly. Uh, we, we're definitely both agreeing with Houston and Golden State to move on. Obviously, the two teams that have separated themselves in the Western Conference. And uh, not much else to say about those series. Uh, and we'll get into the two more exciting series in the Western Conference. Uh, one that's already finished, obviously. And then the other one, which is currently... Uh, the Jazz ha- having a 2-1 lead over Oklahoma City. And as we speak right now, actually, Game 4 is going on at the moment. And I believe they're in the second quarter at Vivint Smart Home Arena in Salt Lake City. I I believe the Thunder have a 5-point lead at the at the current moment. Oh, an 8-point lead, sorry. And right. so what have you seen so far in this series uh, and what has kind of propelled uh, Utah to kind of uh, take a 2-1 lead in this series. What do you, what have you seen? You know, I, I think, you know, bro, I mean, it, it, if I have to say one word about Utah, you know, that team is hard, bro. I mean, I've seen them play. I mean, uh, I mean, they play well. I mean, they play as a team, you know. They have hard, you know. I think it has to be also Donovan Mitchell, you know. Uh, dude, that guy has to be working the year. I'm sorry. Well, uh, I'm sorry with the uh, uh, people think it should be Ben Simmons. I don't think so. I think it's got to be Donovan Mitchell. I mean, the guy, the way he's playing, especially being picked like, um, I don't think he was even like a top 10 pick. I don't recall, but he was definitely not in the top five or six. I think he was 13th. I think he was picked like somewhere. I think he was 13th. Which one? I, I think he was the 13th pick. Uh, for a 13th pick, yeah, yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. The 13th pick, and this guy is, this guy has to be rookie of the year. I, I don't think 
If they pick Ben Simmons, that's a that's a big mistake. I mean, look at this guy is doing, dude. He's averaging like over twenty five points a game. I mean, in the playoffs, they do it. I mean, as a rookie, that's it. That's incredible, dude. I mean, the way he's playing, it's like no one expected this. No one saw this in the draft. You know, I mean, I looked at him in the draft. I, I knew he was a good player. I knew he was going to play well, but I, I, but I didn't expect him to be this good. And I, I think he's what's making uh, Utah, you know, and, and I think that he he brings this like uh, sort of young athleticism to the game for Utah. And I, I think that's what they needed, and that's what they got. You know, um, but I think in the end of this thing, uh, I think Oklahoma City is going to take the series. I think they have too much veterans uh, that are not going to let. Uh, they have too many veterans, too much uh, experience there. With Westbrook, George, and Anthony, I think uh, they take this game, and I think they they eventually just, uh, they take the series. And uh, I would say in about, uh, I think the series goes seven games, but they take it. Yeah, I mean, I originally had Oklahoma City in seven. I think I'm going to stick with that pick. I mean. Uh, Utah has looked very, very good. I mean, defensively. I mean, Ricky Rubio has really uh, looked good the past couple games. I think. I think he's averaging twenty points, eight rebounds, eight assists uh, during the series, and then I mean he's really getting under the skin of Westbrook. Seems like, and then. I mean, going back to Donovan Mitchell, uh, I mean, obviously he's been excellent, but I just think Ben Simmons is another level, and I'm going to go, I have to go with Ben Simmons for rookie of the year. Uh, but with, in regards to Donovan Mitchell, uh, he's kind of drawing, he's kind of drawing some co- comparisons to Dwayne Wade. Uh, they kind of both have the same build. Uh, they're both kind of under the radar when they were rookies. Uh, so uh, do you see kind of a, a similar kind of thing I mean going with Ben Simmons as kind of like the LeBron type and Donovan Mitchell as the Dwayne Wade type what do you think well you know Ben Simmons I don't think he's the LeBron type because Ben Simmons uh, Ben Simmons is not a scorer bro I mean he's not the guy that that's going to consistently give you 20-25 points a night uh, he's more of a, he's more of a passer you know you might get him I mean uh, uh well, don't get me wrong. This is going to be, he's going to get a good 20, 25 points a game, but to get it consistently, I don't see. I mean, to get like 10, 15 assists tonight, I can totally see that happening. You know, I totally see him get 10, 15 uh, assists like that. So I think he's more of a, a passer uh, than shooter. He's pass first, then shoot. You know, sort of like um, Alonzo Ball on the Lakers, you know. But uh, it's like, uh, I cannot see him uh, compared to uh, LeBron. Uh, LeBron's on a whole new level. I mean, uh, I don't see anybody close to him, to be honest. But uh, going back to that um, Ben Simmons and Rookie of the Year consideration, all that, my feelings are this. I mean, he was hurt his rookie year, and I I think that's not it. And now he's his second year in the league. So he's already had some experience playing in the league. As um, if you compare it to Donovan Mitchell, he didn't have any experience, and he came into the league and he came it up. I mean, um, I mean, granted, that can go both ways, you know, in uh, opinion-wise. But I, I just think, I just think events should be eliminated because it's technically not his rookie year. 
Yeah, that's, I guess, for conversation for another day. But uh, I think he's eligible under the rules. And and uh, because of that, I just think he's uh, a game changer. And I think... He's. I think he. From what I. From what I've seen from him, just in person this past weekend and throughout the entire season. I mean, he's my rookie of the year. He has to be, for me, from what I've seen. But Donovan Mitchell is very, very good, and and he 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 really came on surprisingly, a la similar to a Dwayne Wade in two thousand three, two thousand four, out of a Marquette. So, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But uh, those are the two guys for sure in that rookie of the year race, and then. I guess we'll agree on Oklahoma City that series, but one series that has already ended, and the only series that has ended in a sweep in the first round, and one that a, a result that really surprised me because I picked Portland to win that series in seven games was the New Orleans Pelicans sweeping the Portland Trails Blazers as the sixth seed. So I mean, what did you see? Uh, ultimately, what was the difference in that series and? Did you see any signs of this coming from a New Orleans team that, I mean, lost a DeMarcus Cousins uh, for the entire season maybe a few months ago? <laughs> to be honest, bro, I did not see this coming. I mean, wow. Can you say wow? You know, it's just like the way they're playing New Orleans, they're playing like they're uh, they're on fire, bro. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. They just, they're playing really well. I mean... It's not even Anthony Davis, but Drew Holiday, you know. Um, I think um, I think with New Orleans, I think it also has a lot of it. You know, Rondo is playing exceptionally well. He's he's dishing the ball out. He's getting his assists, and he's getting other players involved in the team. You know, I mean, um, I I never thought uh, New Orleans would sweep um, Portland. I never thought that would happen, but you know what? Oh, what do I know? You know. <laughs> but I think I think I think now with that I think what I heard is that Golden State, um, Golden State. Uh, I think they play New Orleans next. Yes, that they would. They will but play New Orleans next. That, yes, that's, that's correct. That's gonna be a tough matchup dude, for the Golden State. That's gonna be a great matchup for Golden State. I, I can I can easily see the way New Orleans is playing. I can easily see them. Um, if Steph Curry does not come back, I can see them beating Golden State. I can just see it right now, dude. They're playing really good. I mean, there's nobody can stop Anthony Davis. You know, when he's in the paint, there's nobody can stop. I, I don't see anybody on the, the Warriors that can stop him underneath. You know, uh, Javel, you know, he's not going to stop him. Um, I mean, I think they're playing well. You know, I mean, well, uh, we have to see what happens, but they're playing extremely well. Uh, I never saw this coming. Yeah, I mean, when once DeMarcus Cousins went down, you did not, I mean, kind of see this, but some people kind of argue, I guess, they're kind of better without DeMarcus Cousins. I guess that's a, another thing, something we can look at at a different time. But, I mean, obviously, Anthony Davis has been lights out on both sides of the ball. I mean, offensively. I mean, he can pretty much do it all. I was talking to my friend Jay last week. He posed the question to me, is Anthony Davis the best big man in the league? And I kind of said, given everything uh, that I've seen, he pro I would probably say yes. I mean, because he can do it all as a big man. And he's kind of built to play, like I told my friend Jay last week, 
he's kind of built to play in the old school NBA and the new school NBA. And then the new school NBA, obviously, you have to spread the floor. You have to be able to hit three-pointers, hit jumpers. And he moves well laterally, defensively. I mean, he's always in that conversation for defensive player of the year when he's healthy. And then, like you mentioned, kind of the other guys on New Orleans. I mean, Drew Holiday in that clinching game on Saturday, game four, 41 points uh, for Drew Holiday. I mean, a, a guy that that was kind of written off, uh, kind of dealt with injuries a lot. And his defense was superb against Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum during that entire series. And then... Seems like Rajon Rondo, kind of a locker room killer in Boston uh, towards the end of his stint there. In in Dallas, kind of a locker room killer. And then it seemed like when the playoffs come around, uh, he kind of goes to another level. I mean, they call it playoff Rondo, I guess. Uh, he kind of controls the tempo, and he's very good at that kind of as a point guard. And then it seems like his shot is somewhat respectable now. It's still probably not where where you want to be for a point guard but he can hit open jumpers now uh with some certainty and obviously like you mentioned the the playmaking ability and that defense that defensive ability is still there for rondo and it seems like he gets along well with uh anthony davis so uh all things look are pointing up for new orleans right now and they look very good uh so kind of what they had against portland shutting down lillard mccollum making life tough for them do you think that's something they can duplicate uh with clay thompson sean livingston in the golden state series uh with obviously against kevin durant as well so how do you think how do you think they fare defensively and what do you think they employ you know defensively it's gonna be a tough assignment for them to pick up uh Durant, you have Clay Thompson. Um, I mean, you have uh, Livingston. You have Andre Iguodala. You know, I mean, it, it's going to be tough. But you know what? I think it's doable. You know, I think with Drew Holiday, with uh, Rondo, Anthony Davis. You know, I mean, um, they got some nice role role players as well on that team. I think they have more than just a chance. I think they have uh, they have a good chance to upset them. But but then then again, this all depends on what happens with Steph Curry. If he can't play, I I can definitely see uh, I can definitely see having a great shot. Yeah, Stephen Curry from from, from all reports that I'm hearing uh, is probably most likely not going to be uh, back for the second round series. So that definitely uh, bodes well for New Orleans in in that semifinals matchup and. I mean, Golden State, I mean, like you said, uh, and which what you said is something I agree with. I don't think defensively they have anybody that can really uh, go toe-to-toe with uh, Anthony Davis. I mean, if you put Draymond Green on him, obviously Draymond Green is a very great defender, but uh, I don't think he's he lacks the, the speed and uh, he also lacks the height compared to Anthony Davis. And then if you put someone like JaVale McGee, he's not uh, as good laterally defensively. And I don't think he's nearly not as, not as athletic as uh, Anthony Davis as well. Although he is actually pretty athletic for a center, JaVale McGee. But I just don't. I just think he's a huge matchup problem for someone like Golden State. And then if you look at kind of Golden State uh, – when they've had their three, four-year run uh, with Steve Kerr, 
the teams that have kind of given them trouble are these teams that kind of throw big guys at them and kind of dominate them on the glass, a la Cleveland in 2016, Oklahoma City in 2016 Conference Finals when they had Steven Adams, uh, Durant. Uh, I mean, those guys, those teams are just dominating them, uh, throwing big men at them and then kind of just making roughing it up for them. So I think New Orleans kind of has some of that potential, but I don't know if they can full, actually complete the upset of Golden State. That will remain uh, to be seen, and that's something I'm really looking forward to watching as one of the conference semifinals matchups. So, but yeah, I mean, that's that's something... Like you said, I mean, this is, I mean, the biggest surprise for sure, in my opinion, in the first round, New Orleans sweeping uh, Portland. Uh, So, I mean, with that, we'll agree that they're going to give Golden State some trouble, and we're both definitely looking forward to that series. But uh, with that being said, I guess that'll wrap it up for, I guess, the NBA news. Kind of wanted to touch on some uh, NFL uh, free agency stuff with the draft, uh, maybe about three nights away uh, from Dallas, Texas. So uh, first thing, uh, I think uh, just because you called it on uh, this podcast, Akshay, I think we really got to give you a round of applause for calling the Seattle Seahawks uh, possible rebuild and demise. So uh, with that, we'll give you a round of applause for that and a big up for that. Good call on that one. Because, I mean, it looks like their whole defense has pretty much uh, been eviscerated. I mean, they traded Michael Bennett. Uh, they released Richard Sherman, who later signed with the 49ers. Uh, they still have Earl Thomas. But, I mean, most of their defense, which has been their identity for their five-year run, I mean, is pretty much gone. And they're definitely building their team around Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson and kind of more of an offensive attack. So uh, what do you see for Seattle moving forward? I mean, obviously they're in rebuild mode, like you said. And do you see them having the success that they had in the past five, six seasons as they build a more offensive-minded attack led by Russell Wilson? Well, I think they need a more offensive-minded attack. You know, they need a uh, – I think that they're deep. You know, I mean, yes, it was, it was still the, the – the uh, uh, the twelfth man, so to speak, but uh, uh, but it was still, but it was aging. They were getting older, you know. You know that's why all these trades happened, you know. And, and I think they need to uh, they need to revamp that offense. You know, I mean, I hate to put it this way, bro, but it's like, can you a um, a running back that they had in the last so many years that was uh, exceptionally well that had a, a thousand season uh other than marshawn Lin- other one. than marshawn lynch i can't really name one so yeah i, I mean besides marshawn lynch i mean like uh, like after marshawn lynch they yeah after anybody. after he left you know, yeah I mean, they're they running have a physical i mean their running game really went down the drain yeah, after, after he, left, he left and then yeah their offensive line has been exactly terrible as and well then, so offensive line is bad they're, they're running in how about their wide receivers can you name like Besides Baldwin, um, I can't name anybody else that was actually good on that team. That actually got like uh, uh, close to even uh, uh, a thousand yards. I I can't name anybody. 
you know, I, I don't think there was anybody there. I mean, granted, that could have been also Russell Wilson. Um, his inability to get the ball out or maybe the offensive line maybe has something to do with it. But uh, I think Seattle was um, Seattle's demise was uh, was coming through, you know. I mean, it, it was going to happen eventually. Uh, I think this year they need to rebuild. You know, they got rebuilt the draft. I don't know what their cap space is, but I think they need to get a wide receiver. Uh, I don't know if they want someone like Dez Bryant, who's available. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, they're but that is like uh, a catch. Um, it's like what do you call that phrase? It's like a catch twenty-two. You know, I mean, what are you gonna get? Are you gonna get the all-star receiver, or are you gonna get a big headache on the side saying I'm not getting the damn? You know, I mean, uh, that's the thing with their, you have to look at. I think they need a running back who they got to pick up, uh, maybe early in the draft. Uh, I don't recall what number they picked, but I think they need to do something. Something has to happen. But I think that the team is like, uh, is in dire need of change. Okay, fair enough. I uh, just wanted to sh- give you a big shout out on that because you were ahead of the game on that one. But yeah, with that being said, uh, with the NFL draft uh, coming up on Thursday, uh, who do you think is going to be the first pick, and uh, how many quarterbacks do you see going in the f- first, like say, ten, fifteen picks? Well, the first pick, bro, is going to be tough. I mean, right now, I think Cleveland. I think. Uh, I'm gonna see the wild card here. Uh, I think uh, I think um, Cleveland goes with um, what's that guy? Um, the quarterback out of Wyoming, I think. Josh Allen. Is the Wyoming? I don't recall what college. Jo- Josh Allen. I think the, uh, yeah. Josh Allen. I think they go with him. Yeah, I think they go with him. That's what I'm thinking too. At this point, they go with him. I think with the fourth pick. If Barkley's still available, they'll pick him up. If not, then uh, I think they'll go with uh, that defensive man. Was that guy Chubb or something? Bradley Chubb. Georgia? Bradley Chubb, NC State. Yeah, Bradley Chubb. Yeah, NC, I mean, yeah, NC State. Not going to NC State. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I mean, uh, I think uh, they like Donald, but I, I, I think they would go with Donald, but I, I think that they're, they have some, like, affiliation with this guy Josh Allen for some reason. I okay. don't know what it is for and I think that uh, they picked up the guy out of uh, uh, the quarterback out of uh, Buffalo, right? Uh, I forget what his name. Um, Tyrod Taylor? To be the quarterback. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor to be the quarterback and uh, I think if they pick up Josh Allen, yeah, he has a year to like sit back to them. But I have to go with Josh Allen. I'm taking the wall card, dude. Okay, right. Uh, okay, so of all the quarterbacks, uh, big-name quarterbacks that are slated to go in the first round, uh, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, who do you think, in your opinion, is the best one and who do you think is the mo- the best one to build a franchise around? I think the best one to build a franchise, but I have to say, I have to say Sam Darnold, bro. I mean, uh, <laughs> I have to say Sam Darnold. I just think he has that it factor. I mean, we saw it in college. We saw it in the game against um, at Penn State, how they, how he came back to win it. You know, I mean, uh, 
factor that uh, that comes around every once in a while. I think Sam Darrell is the guy. You know, I, I think he has the. I think he's still learning the game too. You know, I mean, he has to make changes to his uh, his throwing. He has to be a little more accurate at times. He can't be uh, the gunslinger that he is. But I think he has all the tools to be one of the better uh, uh, quarterbacks that have uh, that have come out in the last couple of years. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so with that being said, uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Z-Ball podcast. Uh, Akshay, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me, bro. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'll be back uh, within the next few days uh, to have some more uh, NFL draft talk and some NFL free agency talk. But uh, with that being said, uh, we'll sign off for the night and hope you guys enjoy the rest of the NBA playoffs first round. Thank you.